Welcome back to the comics course. This is your Iteran Professor Hamby here as usual with our offering of Miskatonic University's Remote Education Program Literature 209, Graphical Literature and Society and History, better known as the Comics Course. We are here with my ever quiet T.A. Rowan. Perhaps not so quiet now. Say hello, Rowan. Hello. We discovered as I... Yeah, I'd had feedback that things were a little quiet, so I am trying to boost the game more here. But I also discovered when going back to pull audio clips for that TikTok promotional stuff that I mentioned in our last podcast, uh, that Rowan was completely unhearable. And so I checked some stuff out, and I was pretty sure it was the mic. I had a spare Sure SM48 somewhere, and I've replaced it, and we can hear you now. Yay! Yay. And... I don't. I think the other mic just went bad. Yeah. Because I didn't reconfigure anything. Yeah. But it happened over time, and we just didn't notice. But now that I'm pulling stuff out for TikTok, I will. Mm-hmm. But the consequence of this is we are yet again a little bit behind schedule as we worked out this technical issue. But hey, I'm a lit professor, not an AV guy, so I'm figuring this stuff out as I go. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we wanted to do today was a quick podcast. Our next one will be the next episode of From Hell, and we still keep pushing back ten ten. But the secondary episodes we'll just get when we have time to record them. They won't necessarily be every week Uh ongoing. And I decided that it would be nice to show you a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes discussion here that we have in the sterling halls of Miskatonic's University's Literature Department as we have, this week, my TA and I discussed... A mangaka, a female manga artist, named Wakami Konbu, and my ongoing attempt to figure out if she is just a perv or a perv with a satirical aspect. Mm -hmm. And I'm still undecided, but I thought we would discuss a little bit uh, where we were in this discussion. And the work that kicked it off, I saw the title of this floating out there, Mm -hmm. and... I just had to check it out because the title was so outrageous and and so cringe-inducing that we've been calling this the cringe series Mm -hmm. as a result. But it's called Breasts Are My Favorite Things in the World. And you can't see her, but Rowan is cringing right now. (sighs) That name. That name. I know. And check out the cover of the first uh, uh, collected edition. This will go on Twitter. I hate that. You hate it. Um, it is being published by Yen Press. It has a parental advisory warning on it for explicit content. If the uh, name wasn't enough to tell you that. Well, I mean, there are some pretty outrageously la- named mangas that are actually very innocent in terms of their content. True. Just because they have ironic or... The, the, effectively, the literary equivalent of clickbaity names. Mm-hmm. Uh, this turns out to not be a clickbait name. It is, in fact, what it is about. And... The, the the struggle with me is I don't mind fan service at all, mm-hmm. but a book of just fan service is not interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I I need to be engaged by the characters. Mm-hmm. If they're being pervy, I want to care about the consequences of their actions, mm-hmm. whatever they may be. Um, you know, for example, uh, oh god, I'm trying to remember the name of the series. The one with Rias Grimmery as a uh, high school DXD. That's uh, it. Lots of fan service in it. 
Uh, it's not pornographic, it's not explicit, but lots of fan service, lots of pervy jokes. But the protagonist, while extremely over the top and pervy, no doubt about it, nonetheless has a good heart and soul to him. And other characters respond appropriately to him. And you still end up cheering for him as the good guy, even if sometimes you cringe at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the goal of it, to have a story with heart that is also ridiculously fanservice-y. But there and, is story in there. Oh yeah, there's story. And there's characterization. Mm-hmm. That So you grow to care about these characters. And that is what some manga does. There is a definite large pool of manga in the world where they are very fanservice-y. I mean, they know they're going after teenage boys and grown men that have never stopped at heart being teenage boys. But what... And some of it is just pure trash. But out of all that market, some of it rises above that. Which is what I was hoping would be the case with this. Now, the a little bit of research showed that the mangaka, uh, Wakami Konbu, uh, is known for doing Yuri manga. Mm-hmm. And this is not her first series, so that was heartening. And what you basically discover as you go through the story is that there is this female uh, character who has short blonde hair, uh, Chiaka Ichihara. Mm-hmm. And she is known as the prince of her school. She is the head of the traditional archery team. She's straight A. She's seen as cool and amazing. And then there is this girl from another school that she is just obsessed with. And while Ichihara is very flat-chested and boyish, uh, the brunette with the longer hair is anything but flat-chested. And Ichihara has this just obsession. And Ichihara will say things like, your breasts are still the best, prompting a reply of, and that line is still the worst. And basically in this, Ichihara plays the role of the stereotypical teenage lecherous boy, obsessed with breasts, although she claims it's non-romantic in nature. And as the story evolves, I'm still only on the second Tankuban, Uh, there's clearly relationship feelings that begin to pop up between them. I'm not going to lie. She sort of looks like a femboy. She does. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And she even at one point makes a joke that she'd play with her own breasts, but they're too small. And just don't... If you heard that, folks, that was Rowan actually slapping her own face. But she claims that this is non-romantic and non-sexual for her, that it is a pure platonic love of which her friends are the perfect ideal of breasts. Um, now, the, the argument this is completely non-sexual seems to gradually degrade. And when things happen, like at one point Ichihara says, yeah, I really do love, and you can tell the friend is waiting for love you, instead she says, boobs. <laughs> But this is how she keeps her mojo going. If she doesn't get time with these boobs, she falls apart. One plot line so far, she almost completely fails the archery event for her school and loses it because it has been like a week with no boob time. And it literally makes her fall apart and walk into trees and be unable to focus without them to recharge. 
Now, th this, of course, brought up to mind a question. Is this a silly Yuri romance where a character is being cast for humorous effect as a stereotypical boy behavior, but in a slow-burning Yuri romance? That actually can be a fun take, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's a little over the top. It's not... Great, it's not going to be great literature. It's basically a combination of slow burn romance with slaps, the equivalent of slapstick, uh, if, if in fact that's what it is. But that is the opinion I was growing to. Now, there are a number more volumes, which I've not read yet. I've only read the first and partway into the two. There are five Tonkoban so far. So I've definitely got more reading to do. But I decided to go ahead and grab a couple of other of Kanbu's works just to check them out. One of them has two volumes out. And it's called The Maid I Hired Recently is Mysterious. Now, this is a black and white manga series about a very attractive maid with these purple eyes who comes to take over the house of a young boy whose family's died and he's had to let go of all the help because he doesn't have money. Mm -hmm. But she works for room and board and takes care of the house and takes care of him. Mm -hmm. My problem is that there's this flirty relationship between them. Now, not on his part. He's suspicious of her. Mm -hmm. So they've taken the trope of the young boy leching on the older woman. And I mean, he's impressed by her physical appearance. There's no doubt about it. But he's suspicious of her. Something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. She must have some evil plan. Mm -hmm. And she responds by teasing him. I don't like that. And... It's almost predatory and creepy in tone. She doesn't look older than eight. I don't like this. You, 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 you don't like that she looks older than him? No, I don't like that he doesn't look older than eight and this is the plot. Right. I mean, he, th and this is moving into a genre of uh, manga that's sometimes called shotokan. Shotokan meaning... Young boy, and I think generally older female. That's what I've seen of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that interacts with yaoi stuff, if they would still call it shotokan, if it's uh, male homosexual. I don't know, um, don't ask me. Yeah, it, it's not a genre I'm, I'm terribly familiar with, because it just doesn't personally interest me. And I've, I've had people tell me that there are really good literary yaois there out are. there um, that I should read and become more familiar mm -hmm. with. But Shotokan, whether it's exclusively male-female or overlaps with male-male, it gives me the willies. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with reading Yaoi if it's a good story. Shotokan and Lolicon, the female equivalent. Are creepy no, and no, gross. Just no. Yeah. I, I'm not. It's, it's creepy. It's disturbing. And no. Um I, it, it falls in those category of things where I will defend people's right to create works with those themes, even if I kind of hope those people spontaneously combust and disappear from the earth. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but I, I'm also uncomfortable with the precedent of the government telling us what we can say and do. So, Now, this is only two Tonko Bonds so far, but this has obviously given me great concern because... What if... Is, is this another work of satire where the roles are reversed and the Shoto or young boy isn't engaging in typical Shotokan behavior because he's not trusting of the situation that's typical to other 
Shotokan stories? Is this an inversion of a popular trope? Uh, or is it really an embracement of that trope and I'm delusional and the cringe title, my favorite thing in the world, are Briss, is also a cringe title and I'm just tr hoping to read something of greater substance into it because I want it to be more than just trash. That's my, my, my gut is it's not satirical. You don't think it's satirical. You Based think it's just... Based on the panels I've seen and stuff, I just... I get the creepy feeling I do when I read Yuri's written by men. Well, that's another topic that I think is worth discussing. Now, there is a third one that I haven't read except the very beginning of it yet uh, called uh, Jaihai-sama. And mm -hmm. there's about six volumes of it available. Mm -hmm. And it does worry me the figure in the art is a little lollycon-ish. The kind of little girl type figure used in Lollicon sometimes. Oh, no. Now, she's a supernatural entity, so she's not a kid. But that, that doesn't make it better. And when she has mystic energy to use, she does not have a little girl body. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I'm still concerned here. Yeah. So this brings up an interesting literary question to me. And I thought this would make a good behind-the-scenes episode mm -hmm. for us to publish uh, while we're working out some technical matters, making uh -huh. sure your voice is coming through, making sure the gain level is increased well. Um, what is the difference, ultimately, between satire and non-satire? Because these have inversions of the elements. You know, a Shota who is not behaving like a Shota... In Shotokan stories, he's suspicious and wary of her instead. Mm -hmm. And then a female who acts like a stereotypical boy, a mm -hmm. uh, teenage boy, shonen. Mm -hmm. At what point do these become satires or at what point are they just embracing the fan service w with changes that don't actually enhance it as a work? W where do we draw that line? I feel like when the series starts going on at a certain point with no signs of change. No signs of further development? Mm -hmm. They just sort of keep the original course? Mm -hmm. Because at that sign, it just sounds like the writer trying to grip you in with it not being like that, but it actually is. Okay. Well, one thing with the cringe story is that I'm in the second Tonkoban, and there are increasing hints of relationship acknowledgement. Now, it's hard to determine for sure... Because if this is being structured like a slow burn Yuri, it's going to take a long time. Because mm -hmm. that's what slow burn mm -hmm. Yuri does. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really hard to determine. And at least of the made one, there's only two Tonkoban out. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know for that kind of theme and you already get into two Tonkobans and the writer's still fine with this. I don't, I just kind of feel like as a writer, if you're writing something like that, you want to get done with as soon as possible. That could just be me. You want to get it done with, but the goal of a manga writer is to have an ongoing series so they have regular paychecks. Mm -hmm. so I mean, you have to balance the, the financial realities of producing this stuff. Yeah, I just... I just get so many bad gut feelings from it. But are the bad gut feelings because you're sensitive to these sorts of topics in general? Because you're a very socially aware person. Mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty woke as... The saying goes. Mm -hmm. I think, aren't you? I, I think. Yeah, I think you are. Mm -hmm. And I think you're also of a generation that grew up with the internet and has seen lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and you're pretty savvy to it overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can make you alert for things that aren't always there. Or aren't always what they initially look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, because no offense to the internet at large, but we can judge people based on a tweet, but there are things we can miss mm-hmm. in the subtlety of that tweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do sometimes worry we've come to a place in our world where we are too ready to judge people on too little at times. Yeah. It's a difficult thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but how far would you give it? How many Tonkoban? Four to five. I, Four I, to five. I would give it that, and if it's showing like no signs of changing, then it's just creepy. And and does that change mean just change, or change in the sense of character growth? Mm-hmm. To me, that's a big part, character yeah, growth. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by change. Character growth and signs that it's sort of dropping the cringy aspects for a real story. Because... Right. I mean, I'm going to say, I have no trouble with adult-themed, you know, erotic material. Mm-hmm. But but if it's going to be literature, it needs story. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, you can start off very simple, but character growth is everything. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can have any kind of plot you want, you can have any kind of conflict you want. Characters are what pull you in. Mm-hmm. And if characters gain depth... They can't just be vehicles for erotica. Mm-hmm. They they have to be people that you grow to empathize with on some level. You have to cheer for them mm-hmm. or cheer against them if you don't like them. Or or but but, but there's more than fan service there. Mm-hmm. Fan service can will not survive in a story with deeper characters mm-hmm. as the sole positive part of mm-hmm. the book. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's part of what uh, high s- separates, let's say, High School of the Dead. High School of the Dead, lots of fan service. Mm-hmm. Famous but, for it. Right, it's famous for it. But the zombie survival story is very good. The characters are deep. The characters have conflict against the world as well as amongst themselves. And they don't act like flat stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So the fan service is a fun added element. Uh, and you could argue intrinsic to the work. Mm-hmm. Um but the work actually could stand on its own. It would become a different work without it. Uh, uh, it but it, you actually would still have a fun zombie survival story mm-hmm. without the fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you brought up another topic. What was the other topic in relationship to this? I, I, I brought up, I, I got the weird, creepy feelings I do whenever I read a Yuri by a guy. See, that's another interesting topic to explore. What makes male Yuri different? Because I've had this experience also. I I recall reading um, an anthology in the last year or so. Which one was it? Was it a Claire? I I don't remember. I've read several Yuri anthologies in the last year. But anyway, there was one I was reading, and the editors had gone out and solicited works from creators. And I remember just hitting one of them and going, this doesn't feel right and and i didn't spend a lot of time deconstructing it but then i but it was towards the very end of the book so it was Mm -hmm. one of the last ones i read and then i flipped through and i read the biographies of the creators because there were especially some Mm -hmm. that i wanted to go find other works of theirs because i I found the short stories really impressive Mm -hmm. and i found out while reading through the biographies that the one that just felt off to me Mm -hmm. was the one written by a guy yeah and and it felt like 
the women weren't real characters. Yeah, my my big issue I get whenever I read a Yuri by a guy is one, the characters are always one dimensional. Two, it just always feels so fetishy. Right, and and that's and an it's not written like you would any other romance. It's, it's written to basically be hot lesbians. Right, and and this is the problem I have with a lot of romance-oriented works. And and I'm not saying women aren't guilty of this, but men seem to be more guilty on average. Mm-hmm. Um, the the adult content in the work mm-hmm. uh, is there as the end goal, mm-hmm. not as an element of it, but that's the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. And the characters do, in fact, exist as fetishes. They mm-hmm. they exist to serve this purpose and no other mm-hmm. now I, I i'm not saying that uh, uh there aren't men that can't write good yuri content yeah exactly right. which is why i always make the mistake of giving them another try right. <laughs> but but in fact that one that really kind of ugh, made me seize up sort of mm-hmm. um it, it wasn't even adult actually i mean none of none there were very few in that anthology that had any actual adult content mm-hmm. somewhere it was implied but they were largely about the relationships between the characters. Yeah. And some of them were very non-traditional romances. You know, some of them were affection from afar and dedication uh, to another person, mm-hmm. but not necessarily in any obvious sexual way. Mm-hmm. You know, many of them played up the romantic spectrum of Yuri relationships mm-hmm. instead of the sexual aspect. Which I tend to personally prefer because I like the cuteness. Right. But this story actually came out almost like the guy didn't like women. Mm -hmm. And they were clearly just fetishes. Now, I'm not using the term fetish here in the sort of psychoanalytical context of a fixation. I'm using it like the witch doctor term of fetish. This is a thing that sits here in substitute of a real person to get abused. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? Mm -hmm. Like a voodoo doll. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. A thing that stands in place of something else, and you can tell it by reading it. Yeah. A good story where people feel like people can have all kinds of content, including salacious. Mm -hmm. And you're you're getting to be a, a viewer into their lives. And the, the, the adult content is just part of the total package story. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the romance can stand on its own without, you know, that content. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, of course, I'm separating out lesbian romance from lesbian sex, which currently, according to the state of Florida, you can't do because you can't say K. Fuck oh, you, Florida. Florida. Um, this, is why, this is why we don't like to associate with you. Right. I, I, I mean, it's the old man ball sack of the U.S. Mm-hmm. It just kind of is draped down there on the globe. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, these are interesting. And I, I think that we live in a world where um, we need to talk about these sorts of things with younger and younger readers, which is part of why they don't say gay pisses me off, because this content is available. I mean, it's all nice and good that Yen Press puts a, you know, explicit content sticker on it, but you throw that in a bookstore and it's like advertising kids to grab it. Mm-hmm. And how many parents pay attention to that if they order it on Amazon? Or, I mean, let's just be honest, there are places around the web you can grab these things. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, I, I, I think talking about these spectrums and how they take place in literature is actually something we should talk to kids about and what real relationships are versus just a story. And they hate that gay relationships or lesbian relationships are always treated as sexual. We can show kids romance movies with a guy and a girl, and it's fine and it's not sexual, it's just cute. But if you put a movie with, say, two girls, it's automatically sexual and that's inappropriate for kids. Right. Well, you know, it's like something I saw floating around on the web the other day. Uh, Somebody posted a picture of a man and woman kissing and then two guys kissing. And it said, if you consider the first image fine and the second image is inappropriate then your issue isn't with representations of relationships. Your issue is that you're a homophobe. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds pretty accurate to uh-huh. me. Yeah, that was floating around a few LGBTQ subreddits for a little while. And I would imagine TikTok and Twitter mm-hmm. and all the other places. Um, but, but I think these relationships are important to talk to kids mm-hmm. about. And in part because I love literature. I love books. I love comics. Mm-hmm. I love manga. And I think kids should be able to pick these up and read them for what they are, Mm -hmm. not what our twisted social definitions of sexual politics cast them as. Mm -hmm. And when I say twisted, they are twisted. I mean, if you believe that someone isn't straight is inherently sexual and how they approach everything and everything becomes sexual, then of course you think they're a deviant pervert because you don't think they're a real human being Mm -hmm. that has an existence outside their sexual identity. Um, and, and frankly, the only people that don't have an existence outside their sexual identity are probably dysfunctional human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's something we should talk about in literature more. So anyway, any parting thoughts before we say goodbye to people on this completely unexpected series of rambling topics for the comics course? Have your kids read more gay comics. Age-appropriate ones. Yeah, of course. Let, let's throw that out there. You know, um, I, I think two men kissing is appropriate for any age where we'll show two adults kissing. Uh, you, you know, somebody else I saw floating around was posting these images that had more adult content. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I guess you find it appropriate for kids to see this. And, you know, I had to. Rep- I replied to them and pissed them off. They blocked me shortly after. But I said, well, it depends on their age. I mean, I wouldn't show it to sixth graders, but, you know, a senior in high school knows what that is. And if it's a good book of real literary value, mm-hmm. then perhaps so. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's age. Of, you have to judge based on the person's age. Right. And, and you have to judge on the person's age and depending on the nature of the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Fun Home has a few graphic scenes in it. It's also a powerful story mm-hmm. about loneliness and family and alienation. Mm-hmm. And I would deal with a few uncomfortable scenes in a public school to expose kids to a great literary work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and let's not forget, literature is not completely separated from topics of sexuality. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the final scene of The Grapes of Wrath involves a woman breastfeeding an adult man. Mm -hmm. There is an inherent sexual element to it. Mm -hmm. But is it actually sexual in nature itself? No. Actually, it's about comforting. It's Mm -hmm. about maternalization of him. It's it's about human connection. Um, And I know this is hard for some people to understand, but not everything that looks sexual is inherently sexual Mm -hmm. itself. 
which is really what kind of brings me back around to the cringe title. Breasts are my favorite things in the world. Mm -hmm. Is this inherently sexual or is the writer trying to take something that stereotypically is sexual and make it in a sense non-sexual, in fact romantic? Mm -hmm. Uh, through a Yuri context. And that interests me if mm -hmm. that's what she's trying to do and if she's successful at it. Mm -hmm. So, there we are. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I will report back as I read more of it. And you're shaking your head. But yet, you'd be thrilled with me loading up more Yuri for uh, the class, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and I have an unhealthy addiction to cute Yuri's. It's point. not unhealthy. It's not unhealthy. Sweet romantic Yuri's are one of the mm -hmm. best things in the world. I love it. I love mm -hmm. them. Um, and I like a little bit of spice in them. I'm not going to lie. But but y when you get in there and you're just cheering for the mm -hmm. characters and, you know, it engages you like that, um, that's good reading. Mm -hmm. All right. And, and I would argue good writing. If the writing... Writing doesn't have to have the literary themes of Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Mm -hmm. if, if the writing pulls you in and you're empathizing with the characters and cheering for them, then it's good writing. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we'll be back in a few days with the next part of From Hell, uh, along with Rowan's more uh, uh, hearable auditory content. <laughs> and uh, I am going to pull some sound clips for Twitter and TikTok from this. Woo! So, and check the volume and see if we need to up the game more. Okay. Okay. So, check the show notes of this. All the media and website links and all that stuff are in there. And keep reading comics. Bye. Bye.